0: Good morning, hope everybody's doing well today on this fabulous and wonderful Friday morning. We finally made it to the end of the week. I'm sure everybody's just so excited that it is the weekend. (laughs) And uh, uh, of course, then again, if you're one of those who have to work the weekend, it don't make much difference, but uh, but for those who get uh, Saturday and Sunday off, I'm sure today is uh, met with great anticipation. And of course, a lot of the kids in Washington County, at least, don't have to go to school to an hour later so i'm sure they're happy to get a little extra hour of sleep i'm sure the parents are excited about it because it's going to throw their schedule off i don't really understand it i could see a two hour delay but an hour i don't really see really what the point was but anyway the it was pretty bad yesterday if you all saw the videos here at my house it was like a river i mean back in my backyard and uh a couple people said uh is your doggies okay <laughs> My dogs are fine. They have dry places to go. They're great Pyrenees. They're bred for outside. They love snow. They love playing in the water. And they're not mistreated in any way. So, uh, but, uh, but yeah, it's crazy. I, I, was, I uh, yesterday morning I had to do some running and, uh, had to run the, uh, bank and places for the church and uh i'm telling you the water i mean it just it was like i mean i could feel the car wanting the hydroplane and it was i mean it's coming out so bad i can hardly see and uh, it was pretty bad yesterday it really was so um, they're, they're talking it may be a lot more rain to come i know old uh, mark randall said something about another inch of rain so uh, we may see more flooding i don't know but uh, pretty rough guys pretty rough so uh, let's see all we got watching this morning uh, Miss Amy Oakes Turner, Tracy Little, Angel Dixon, Carol Dunn, Rusty Poss, Darlene Barker, Jerry Keller, Michelle Fox Harris, the myth and legend that is Miss Mousie, Brandy Boyd Young, Jennifer Honeycutt, and uh, uh, Miss uh, Mousie says, Please pray for my sister. She's really sick and weak from the chemo. Most definitely, Miss Mousie. And Rusty said prayers for a friend of mine's family. He passed away last night. Sorry to hear that. Sorry for their loss. And we'll definitely be praying. Mike Hensley, good morning. Kelly Jeanette Swift, good morning. Appreciate you guys for tuning in and joining us. All right, my friends, at this time, let us do our Pledge of Allegiance. If you have the ability to, to stand, and uh, of course, if you're driving in a car, you might not be able to do that. But, uh, but anyway, let's go ahead and do our Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under god indivisible with liberty and justice for all i pledge allegiance to the christian flag to the savior for whose kingdom it stands one savior crucified risen and coming again with life and liberty to all who believe i pledge allegiance to the bible god's holy word I will make it a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path and will hide its words in my heart that I might not sin against God. Love being able to see those pledges every morning. I really do. Uh, Growing up, I had the the privilege to uh, go to Tri-City Christian School growing up and... uh, of course I didn't see it as a privilege then I hated every second of it, I really did I really, I I mean for the very first day I remember kindergarten um, in Buffalo Ridge at that time that's where our kindergarten was at and uh, uh, I remember uh, I saw sex so I had to cut my hair my hair was longer then and uh, uh, I really hated it and uh, I just I hated it, I hated every second of it I really did uh, uh, but anyway, uh, we said those pledges every morning But I, uh, you know, looking back uh, over the years, uh, not only seeing what the Lord has brought me, uh, you know, I have the memories of, you know, it's kind of weird how the older you get, the more sometimes uh, the memories you have as a child uh, seem to be more prominent. And uh, I'll never forget, uh, we lived in a parsonage by Liberty Church of the Brethren here in Gray uh, when Dad was preaching there. And I'll never forget, I took one of those dandelion deals uh, You know, you blow and make a wish, you know, and I remember saying, I wish I was big. Man, it just seems like, it's almost like the movie Big. It's almost like I woke up and, you know, and if you talk to anybody that knows me, mentally, I am still that age as a child, <laughs> physically, chronologically, I'm 49. But, you know, it's just to see how far our country has come, the history that I was able to witness. There's some who are watching or older than I am who've witnessed more than than I have uh but it's interesting to see where our country uh where it has been where it is at now where it could be possibly be going uh the anxiety and things that people may be experiencing i know right now with the whole russia ordeal that uh people are are on the edge of their seats probably watching a lot of news and talking heads and uh, uh which raises the anxiety that much more and uh but when I say those pledges, though, it it brings out a sense of patriotism within me. I don't know about you, but it just the respect for our flag, the what the Christian flag, what our Bible represents, it has special meaning for me. And it and it um, a lot of times when I'm doing these uh, uh, pledges, I get uh, I get choked up. I really do because of what they represent and uh, what they what it means to me. And I hope it means the same to you and not take it for granted. Uh, you know, we take these. Uh, these pledges each morning that you don't take for granted what they are, what they represent. And, uh, I do appreciate that aspect of when I'm going to have the ability to grow up in a Christian school, uh, because even though there are a lot of kids today who may not even do the, the American pledge uh, to the American flag, rather to the pledge of the American flag, uh, which I know here locally they do. Cause I, I worked as a substitute teacher. I worked as a structural assistant. So I know for a fact that they do, uh, at least in Washington County anyway. Um, uh, but a lot of kids have never known the pledge to the Christian flag you know, to the Bible. So I'm, I I am blessed to have grown up in a time and place in history where I was able to uh, have that. And that's one reason why I do that in the in the mornings. So I feel like it's something that each of us need to know and need to understand. Now, um, hello Terry Eric Webb. Uh, you know, as I was saying, you know, talking about what's going on in current events right now, I tell you, I was. I was uh, I can't hardly stand to watch our president. I'll be honest with you. He had his little press conference yesterday. And when Peter Doocy asked a question with Fox News, his condescending attitude, his half-smile smirk, I had to cut the TV off. I got so mad. I just wanted to jerk the TV off the wall. I thought, you little drip. Uh, I said as nice as I could put it. I uh, just you know, I just had a belly full uh, of this uh, attitude towards conservatives in any way, particularly Christian conservatives, you know. I'm uh, but it is uh, uh it's, you know, it's you know, I'm sure he's upset that Russia's attacking the country. It's laundering his money. I mean the ties between him and his son, uh, the money's come through there but uh, his, his lack of spine, uh, his lack of uh, leadership, uh, it, it shows how weak it is. And the ties with Russia and China, uh, the fact that, uh, that Russia's willing to, uh, or threatened at least, uh, to attack us through cyber attacks. I'm telling you right now, guys, if, if, if they were to do a cyber grid attack, And they were to take out, say, our power grids. All it takes is an EMP pulse. I mean, you know, you realize that. I mean, all it takes is one EMP pulse to knock out our power grids. You're talking, I mean, I forgot how many the percentage of individuals who would be dead within a few days. I mean, it's like astronomical. Like over 50% of people would be dead in our country. That's all they have to do. I mean, you look at the amount of people who depend upon not just life support, um, look at heart monitors, uh, I'm not trying to say this stuff to scare you, but you know to bring these things to your attention uh, and the fact that you know if you couldn't get access to medication, if you couldn't get on the internet, people would absolutely lose their minds if they couldn't be on the internet and uh, and, and the survival uh, of what would it'd be like the Walking Dead. I mean it would be utter chaos. people would be going crazy. That's why I was saying before, you know, we are fortunate, many of us here in this area who can hunt and fish and, you know, we can uh, hold off for a little while. But like I said, all these turkeys moving in from California, New York and New Jersey who don't know how to do those things, they're going to be out uh, breaking in because they're starving and uh, panicking and trying to break into your homes. And like I said, uh, this is not an area of uh, the country that you want to be breaking into anybody's home, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm tell you right now, if they're stupid enough to do that, they're going to be learning some valuable lessons. But, guys, um, we've got to prepare, and we've got to be ready for what may come. If you don't have it already, get you a set of Foxfire books. It's got some good survival uh, techniques in there, everything from how to build a log cabin to, uh, to uh, making tools to gardening. Uh, they're not cheap, but I'm telling you, and this day and age, with the way chaotic things are getting, it might be something that might save your life. You know, I was fortunate to be in the Boy Scouts and um, and uh, learn some survival techniques and such, so I, I feel like I can get by halfway decent anyway. Uh, I'm no, no grizzly animals by no stretch of imagination, but um, at least I got some, some kind of an idea in the way I grew up. But uh, be prepared, that's all I can tell you. And I'm trying to debate whether to, to spend the money on some MREs or not, uh, at least a couple weeks supply because you just never know uh, what's going to come down the line and and, uh, and happen uh, with everything that's going on. So just be aware of that. And with that said, you know one thing I think we need to look at. Hello, Donna Taylor. Not that we have to look at Donna Taylor, but uh, I was saying hi to Donna Taylor. Um, is uh, let's look over here to Ezekiel thirty-eight twenty-one through twenty-three. It says I will summon a sword against Gog. On all my mountains, declares the Lord God, every man's sword will be against his brother with pestilence and bloodshed. I will enter into judgment with him, and I will rain upon him his hordes and the many people who are with him, torrential rains and hailstones, fire and sulfur, so I will show my greatness and my holiness and make myself known in the eyes of my nations. Then they will know that I am the Lord. The reason I was reading that, and I'm debating heavily on uh, whether to. Uh, I may expound more on this Sunday morning, I think it still, I, I've already been preparing for my message Sunday morning, but I still think that there's room for this, and I still believe that there's areas where I can uh, uh, still incorporate this, just for the fact that uh, uh, this is on the forefront of everybody's mind with Russia. And, of course, what I'm referring to in reading this, it's talking about the armies from the north who will come down, and if you draw a direct line from Israel uh, towards the north, it's going to lead you straight into Russia. You know, so and of course we can get into Daniel and the seventy weeks. Uh, you know, in regards to God's timeline leading up to the tribulation, the rapture, uh, the millennial reign, all these things kind of working together. Now, I'm not going to go if if I dive into this, I'm mainly going to focus on uh, the in Ezekiel. 38 and 39, and uh, couple that with what I've already been studying. Again, I'm praying about it. I don't know, but I may uh, try to get in a little more detail because I know this is what's on everybody's mind. Uh, with that said, uh, you know, we're looking, you know, I'm not saying that Jesus is coming back today or tomorrow. He could. I mean, you know, there there's no reason why he couldn't. But I don't want to be, you know. There's people out there. You got to be very careful. If they say, if you hear somebody say, "Well, Jesus has revealed to me that he's going to come back on March 17th at 9 a.m. Be prepared." You know, that's just baloney. Because not even the angels in heaven know when Christ is coming back. So, if some lunatics out there telling you when Christ is going to return, you know right away, just don't even pay any attention. You know, I listen to that about as much as I listen to any uh, idiots who are on the View. You know, (laughs) I I would, I wouldn't give it a second thought. But the thing of it is so what this is talking about is talking about Russia coming out and invading and trying to attack Israel and and uh, try to have world domination now we know that Putin has uh lost his mind they said if something has changed in him they don't know what it is uh of course you know uh I, I get really aggravated and sick of people trying to say well uh well uh, Trump had ties to russia and, and uh, they, they colluded together and all this stuff so, well first of all we know that Hillary, that was just a pure lie that Hillary made up. They proved that, proved that she was spying on Trump, and if they were colluding together, then why didn't uh, Putin attack before now? You know, he would. He waited till we were at our weakest to start pulling this stuff. China sees that we're weak, Iran sees that we're weak. You know, all these things are going on. You have a, a lunatic on there uh leading our country asked uh you know, we have to worry about nuclear uh warfare. And he says, I don't know. I mean, you know, it's just it's 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 just nauseating to say the least. Jennifer said, The longer I live, the more I think I will see Christ return in my lifetime. Yeah, I agree. Hello, Eric Casey, I just saw him pop up there. Uh, I agree. There's there's a very strong possibility that we may see it in our lifetime. I hope so. That'd be awesome. You know, I've always thought about that as a kid. And the uh uh the uh the cross returning and and being raptured out of here and uh uh it, it, to me that'd be just awesome you know f- uh, flying through the air you know and uh meeting christ would be really cool and i've always wondered you know and it's something you might want to be aware of if we're ever raptured out of here you know we're, we're, like i said one way or the other we're all going to stand before god whether we is through natural causes or through the rapture we're all going to stand before god But when we're being raptured out of here, something dad told me when I was a kid, and I don't know, uh, you know, like I said, I I was real, I was small, I can't remember, but uh, he kind of related it to Sodom and Gomorrah. You know, Lot's wife had such love for the world, she turned to look back and turned to a pillar of salt, and uh, something he told me, he said, you may be tempted more than ever to look back as we're being raptured out and so whatever you do no matter how hard you're tempted to look back to keep your eyes focused on the lord and to not turn your head to look back to what's going on and that may be a possibility you know maybe something to think about that um we may have that temptation to be allowed to look back to see what's going on don't want to do that you want to keep your eyes on the lord and uh what's going to happen is going to happen but anyway um Going back to what he was talking about the future of Russia and what's going on there, you know, in regards to God's word, uh, you know, they're looking at world domination. They're looking at world power. You know, that's why he's trying to take over not only uh, were there in the Ukraine, but they're talking about some of the border countries, the things there that he can have a foothold and things. Uh, you got to think if he wants to get a hold of Israel, you know, they are talking about, uh, you know, here they want to withhold, have sanctions to withhold um oil and reserves well he, he gains access to some of these countries will have all the oil and reserves that he needs that uh, to continue on so when we're looking at this though i, I thought it would be uh, interesting to read here we're talking about uh, in uh um ezekiel 38 39 i'm gonna read these two little paragraphs here uh and i think that will help bring some things into perspective Uh, The general character of the passage the nature of the war, the evasion when it comes, and the outcome is, however, perfectly clear. What significance does it have to the modern scene? First of all, uh, if we understand the passage correctly, Russia, instead of being a nation which is going to dominate the whole world, is headed for a tremendous military defeat. It is not possible to predict what is going to happen between now and the time this battle takes place. But the Bible, the Bible seems quite clear that there is no room for a Russian-dominated world empire. The Bible prophesies only four world empires, the empire of the Great Tribulation period, which will come as a form of the revived Roman Empire. It is a final form of the fourth empire of Daniel, not a Russian empire. This, in turn, will be succeeded by the millennial reign of Christ. The passage seems to confirm that Russia, instead of becoming a world power that is going to dominate the world, is instead headed for an awful defeat, a judgment from God because of its blasphemy and ungodliness. If this becomes true during the time of the seventieth week of Daniel, it may explain some something that otherwise might be difficult so we see that if this is indeed uh, the armies of the north you know, as, as, as many have uh, many theologians have uh, have said and stated. That despite their efforts, they're going to be defeated. They're not going to be victorious in what they're going to do. Uh, and it's part, and it is part of God's plan. That's why we look at the 70th week. We're looking at God's timeline. Uh, there, what may uh, also we need to be concerned about is the fact of a push of a world religion you know atheism humanism is on an all-time high and uh, we see that christians are being more and more segregated being more and more uh, uh demonized and disparaged uh, throughout the world so there you know there's that chance of that but at the end times are we going to see uh you know the rise of the antichrist you know according to god's word and my Beliefs in end times, I believe that we will be raptured out before the Antichrist appears. That is my personal opinion. I believe in a mid-tribulation. There are those who believe in a pre-tribulation. There's those who believe in a post-tribulation. But, um, but I do want to read Matthew 24, 5 through 8. It says, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ. They will lead many astray, and you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not ashamed, for this must take place. But the end is not yet, for nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are but beginning of birth pains. My friends, it is evident, without a doubt, that we are living in the last days. There is no way, if you are a Christian... uh, Oh, uh, Darling said, where did I read that from about Russia? Well, it's, let's see if I can find the source on that. Uh, 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 hold on, I may have to get back with you on that. Uh, I can't find the source on that right exactly. Uh, it's from a series called The Nations of Prophecy. But um, I'm kind of hesitant in sharing that in the fact that even though the aspect of what I have read is correct, they have a... Um, um, uh, I don't agree with some of the theology that's in it, and I don't want to confuse you. So I don't know. Let me find some other resources. Maybe Darlene and I can get to you on that. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that I study and pull from that uh, there may be aspects that are truth, but there may be areas in that area of study that I don't agree with. So, uh, you know, uh, particularly with the end-time things, the theology, if you're not careful, you can get very screwy, very easy, very quick. So we have to... Uh, uh be very, very careful about that. So um anyway, I'll I'll get back with you on that. But the point is we're living in the last days and uh uh it don't take a rocket scientist to understand that. This is a cause great concern. It's cause of great anxiety. But the thing of it is, Christ tells us we need to meet this with great anticipation. We're seeing these birth pains. We're seeing these things that are about to come, that are coming about. We should anticipate and look with excitement to the return of Jesus Christ. We should be excited about it. It's not a defeatist thing. It's not a pessimistic thing uh, to uh, look towards spending our eternity with God Almighty. We should meet that. God's Word tells us to meet that with anticipation. And so, you know, so be excited about it. Understand that God is in control. All these things. That's why I was talking about Daniel's 70 weeks is looking at god's timeline we're seeing how these things that gabriel gave to daniel we're seeing all these things how they're to come into into place how god has ordained that and wants that to happen uh so we have to be uh look at that god is sovereign god is control all these things are happening the way he wants it to now you know when i'm reading this here and we're talking about how russia is trying to invade and how russia is trying to look for world domination That is an aspect uh, of uh, an end times scenario. However, this may not be the exact moment this is referring to. This may be an incursion. Uh, On on Russia's part, Ukraine may raise up, be victorious, squash Russia back down and uh, be the end of it. You know, this may be still a future event. So just because, you know, every time something happens uh, in the world whether it's a tsunami, whether it's a, a, a attack from Russia or Iran, you know, everybody automatically is running to end times. And this is what this means. You know, We have to be very careful and tread lightly and realize that not every single thing is a direct result of an end time. But I think the birth pains are there. I think that we're seeing the signs. I think we're seeing things are, are happening or coming into place for Christ's return. But the point is, if you don't know Jesus Christ, your Lord, and Savior, you better come to know Christ before it's too late. I'm telling you guys, with all my heart and soul, heaven is real Hell is real. Your good works will not get you into heaven. I don't care how good you are. I don't care how benevolent you are. I don't care how sweet you are. You until you confess and accept Jesus Christ, your personal Lord and Savior, you will not get into heaven. All right. Please understand that. That is the only way, no, there's no other name under heaven that you can uh, can c- come to know Jesus Christ. I don't care if you're a Buddhist, Hindu, I don't care. what I've had people say, you're going to tell me all these other religions are going to go to hell. Yes, if you haven't confessed your sins except Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior, because God's Word says, John 14, uh, 6, uh, uh, that uh, uh, no one comes to the Father except through me. Is that right, John 14, 6? I tell you there. There's another verse. Hold on. I hate, I don't like throwing a verse out there and, uh, you can, somebody says, well, I looked that up and that was wrong. So I make sure I told you right on that. Uh, yeah. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. All right. So I want to make double check, make sure. It didn't sound right in my head for some reason. Uh, but the fact is that as the only way that you're getting to heaven is through Jesus Christ alone. Okay. And uh, and if you are saved, that you're putting away, that you're striving for that mind of Christ. Like I said, we're imperfect people. Yes. But we have to continually be growing and learning and striving. I, I, I've harped on this a lot here lately because there's good reason the Lord has, has, has laid on my heart to do that. That Christians have come and have went to sleep. We need to wake up. We need to get excited about the Lord. And we need to be shedding these earthly things and putting away those things we know that aren't glorifying to God and striving for that mind of Christ to have a heart of purity. That our conduct shows that. Our speech shows that. That every area of our life is infiltrated with the things of Jesus Christ. And my friends, and, and whether we see and witness the rapture in our lifetime or whether we die, we're going to be standing before God. We want to make sure that we have made every effort we've tried to, with all of our heart, soul, mind, and body and being to serve an almighty God, all right? So be encouraged, be of good cheer, and be of good cheer. Don't be afraid because, you know, God's not giving a spirit of fear. Uh, and uh, God's word tells us again to be anxious for nothing. Uh, and uh, said, so don't worry about who can kill uh, what God's word says: Don't worry about who can kill the body, but worry about uh, about the soul. Worry about where you're you're at spiritually. Of course, I'm paraphrasing majorly on that uh, reference there, but you know, don't worry about those who can kill the body. You worry about where your soul's at. You worry about where you're at with Jesus Christ. That's what's important. And so, my friends, all this is going to come together. And I, I, no matter what theological aspect that you believe in, whether it's meal, um, post-millennialism, you know, with uh, regards to millennial reign of Jesus Christ. I don't even believe the millennial reign of Jesus Christ. People have weird views of, with the tribulation. All these things. Uh, you know, I, I like what Dad says. And people, uh, you know, they kind of scoff at it because a lot of people equate where you're at uh, with your views in end times with salvation, which is insanity. That, where in the Bible does it say that? But I like what Dad says pan-millennial it's all going to pan out how god wants it to you know it's good to know these things the main thing is where your heart is with jesus that's all that matters let us pray if our lord just thank you love you and praise you Lord thank you so much for this wonderful day Thank you for your grace and your mercy Lord help us every day to follow you To strive for that mind of Christ Lord help us to put away worldly things Lord let us not be fearful let us not be anxious Lord let us meet this with anticipation excitement And look forward to your return Look forward to being in your presence Lord there's anyone watching and listening this morning That doesn't know you then I pray this prayer Dear God forgive me of all my sins Jesus I know you died on the cross for me I know you rose from the grave for me Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Lord, be with all my brothers and sisters of Christ this morning. Please be with them as we're going out and coming in. Keep them safe and well. Be with uh, Mousy's sister, Lord, that you will help her as she's dealing with the side effects of this chemo. you will bring healing upon her. Lord, I pray that you be with Rusty's friend that passed away, Lord. That you be with uh, him and uh, this uh, family. And uh, Lord, give them peace and strength during this very difficult time. Uh, particularly when it's unexpected lord it makes it even more difficult and lord be with them and give them strength and and happiness and uh lord i pray that you be with elizabeth green and uh her husband and uh lord who's battling cancer and that you bring healing upon him and lord i pray that you'll be with uh, uh so many people lord uh kim Penix and ginger hood and uh Ron Thompson, so many others, Lord Jesus and uh, Lord, I pray you be with their kids that are going to school and work and are out to play. That you'll keep them safe and well. And Lord, be with us all. Let us serve you well. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Well, my friends, I appreciate you all so very much. I really do, and. uh, uh, Terry says uh, everything is on God's time, so be prepared. Really, that's it. And that's basically what I'm telling you. Be prepared. That's what I was saying about, uh, you know, get you some Foxfire books. Be, it's, it's a matter of being prepared. It's the Boy Scout motto, to be prepared. So, um uh, you know, that's what you got to do. Whether it's uh, physically be prepared, spiritually be prepared. Is Things are coming down the line, guys, and you do not be caught off guard. So just be careful and be aware. All right? I hope everybody has a uh, great day today, a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Yeah. Thanks for watching, and God bless.